Mitch and Nelson. 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 I mean, Mitch and Nelson. Do we catch Mitch and Nelson? Oh, sorry, I don't know anything about that. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, Hall at the Waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Conveyor. Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast, overanalyzing eps of the Aussie soap Neighbours a month before it airs in the UK. I'm Vaya. I watch soap, but I can't suspend disbelief. And I am in Melbourne's Pirate Net Studios on location in West Waratah today. And I have Kate, best known as at Remude on Twitter. Hello, Kate. Hi, everybody. Whereabouts in West Waratah would you say we are, Kate? I know we're in a lovely sunny spot. Just like a little Airbnb, a.k.a. my mum's house. This is the first time we've podcasted together in it feels like forever. Yeah, me and CJ shared a room last time. Now it's you and me. And guess what, Kate? What is it? Trifecta, all three of us Neighbours gals, all vaccinated. I know. It's a good day, isn't it? Feels great. feel like we can take on a mass gathering. And today I think is actually the ten, 10 days has passed since my second one. So I'm, yeah, theoretically I'm immune. Yeah. Well, I'm, well, I'm not immune, but you know, like <laughs> hopefully not going to hospital. Uh, no, we're not super spreaders anymore. Those days are behind us. Uh, we can fraternize among the, in the community. And neighbours cancel business. Sweetie, it's just business. Ah, oh, Joanne joined the neighbours council, our Facebook group, listens to the podcast on Spotify. That's all. Just straight to the point, don't mess around. Oh, this isn't really business, but it's something that has been doing the rounds in the Facebook groups lately. We, I noticed that on Charlotte Chimes' Instagram like a month ago, she was in Queensland mm. and she was going on an audition. She posted like an in- Instagram story from the car saying, just going on my first audition in such a long time, which begs the question, why is someone who's a full-time oh. cast member of Neighbours going on an audition? I can't wait. Look, if she's leaving the show, there's going to be like a, a big shit show, really, isn't there? Oh, yeah, which will be great, but don't want to, I don't want to say goodbye to her because – She's interesting. She's popcorn television. Mm. <laughs> um, but, I mean, she could be going on an audition. There's a myriad of reasons. Like, you know, there could be a little production break. She could be doing like a short film for a week like Marushka Hagate just did <laughs> for you. <laughs> She could be doing a voiceover audition. Like there's, you know, there's things people can do. Or, but I hope if she does, if she is leaving, I hope that they can still write Nicolette back to come and do some more damage. Oh yeah, I don't want it to be a permanent exit because there's too many motherless children on that this show. Yeah, and just because a woman has a baby doesn't mean she's her storylines dry up. <laughs> Other things can happen. So she's doing business with you. So interesting old week I found on Neighbours. Week commencing 28th of June, 2021. Yeah. I mean, we start off with Nicolette um, mm. riding on the, the ground at the vineyard. Now, I touched on this in the last pod, Kate, but I found it a little puzzling that she got lost going in a one straight line down the, the, oh, in, the vi- in the vineyards. Well, look, uh, as you know, they are. Or the vineyard, as Kyle called it. <laughs> I never get lost anywhere. Never. Ever. So that's that's my thing. I've got like my internal sense of direction. In fact, you were very hesitant to ask me what number house my mum lived at because you could almost do it without knowing that. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was either on the corner of one street or the next street yeah. <laughs> in that direction. And then I, I couldn't actually remember what the house looked like. So anyway, if I'd remembered that point, I would have just knocked on the door and you would have mm. been like, ooh, <laughs> didn't you last come here three years ago? And I'd be like, yes. yes. <laughs> 
So how, yeah, so how did you find her little <laughs> disorientation there? Concerning. <laughs> it was like a, a straight line. It's a vineyard. They're like the grapes are all in a row. It's not a, a deep, dark forest. I mean, there's baby brain and then there's baby brain. Like what's yeah. that about? Is How's her blood sugar? <laughs> That's what I'm questioning. Yeah, go do the gestational diabetes test. And, okay, look, going back to the reason why they were doing that, which was the – it's like a some sh- – Stick from the seventies or eighties, where you have like a—is it a progressive dinner? Oh yes, this is like a, a progressive picnic, mate. Right around the locations of the winery, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, especially picnics, getting up and down off the yeah, ground. No thanks. Let's just have a picnic basket, and maybe as a special treat, maybe they could have a waiter come along with a second picnic basket with your dessert in yeah, it or something. It, yeah, you can have a different sprig of wattle on it or something. Yeah, because um, surely you'd go. Oh, you know what? This second location, it was actually, it's not as comfortable no. as the first one. She is writhing on the ground. Chloe and Leo come back from apron shopping. Nothing sexier than aprons. Serious? Is that what they were doing? Yeah. They went to buy it, try out apron samples, and then they're styling them on each other. Have they not seen the internet? This is a job that cannot be done remotely, Kate. Chloe has to be on site at this winery to physically do this job even though she's sitting there sending emails. Chloe, make a Pinterest board, go, oh, okay, we'll go for those aprons that are just like tie around your waist. Well, no, this was um, asymmetrical, asymmetrical aprons, yeah. That's not classic. No. So it was modern, it was chic. But that's why she couldn't, didn't know where her girlfriend was or care. And they go out looking for her, they find her on the ground, rush her to the hospital, and it's concerning for a little while, but then mm. she's okay. Well, it turned out to be something not great, though, didn't it? It was like, was there a... It's some blood, some bleeding, some internal hemorrhaging. <laughs> That's all right. It was fine. Jesus, that didn't sound good. It's like she is bleeding in there. But, yeah, I mean, um, she was in pain. She wasn't... See, normally you'd go, oh, Nicolette, she's probably bunging it on for the drama, yeah. but none of them. And she great. couldn't... She was hoarse. She couldn't scream out. Yeah. Um. So she was really winded. But I, I felt like we are almost at like a, a Daphne Clark giving birth on on the side of a hill. Yeah, it was going to get really exciting because, mm. yeah, I was getting some page flashbacks. Yes. But then she has the grand plan of, well, bunking down with Chloe on the couch with a movie, cups of tea and no other worries in life. But Chloe wants to immediately go back to work, back mm-hmm. at the winery. That's poor form. I understand she's got priorities with her new job, but you can do like half a day from home when your partner's – yeah. Seriously, I'd well. But, but kind of like, I feel like I'm quoting Dave Graney here, but Nicolette's a drag, man. <laughs> like, come on. It didn't seem like the most fun day on the couch. And all well, it is it is a bit rich from someone who has a debilitating illness turn her nose up at being a carer for her, her life partner. <laughs> like, oh, I have to go home and look after my partner. I'm like, can you see yourself? But, no, no, I feel at this point she's just gone, what have I this isn't really fun anymore. I mean, as as Leo says to her later in the week, are you having fun? She's like, nah. But also this is theoretically a baby that they'll be giving back. It's not like, yeah, oh, no, I'm going to be up at 3 a.m. changing nappies and my life is over. Yeah. This is like a finite problem. No, but I think Chloe will be going, oh, geez, she seems like she's really attached to this baby who I'll be the auntie of anyway. This baby isn't leaving our lives yeah. like a conventional surrogacy. Mm. And I guess she will be popping around for feeds or whatever, Yeah, up expressing. Also, Nicolette really doesn't like Darren. She hates them. And as, <laughs> well, the show also called them Darren, by yes. the way, fan nickname. That was a great shout out. Love that on the text message where, so Chloe rings in her brother mm. and his husband to 
play babysitter to Nick yeah. while she's at work and everything they suggest drives Nicolette spare. And she tries to troll them by saying, oh, yeah, no, I want to watch this uh, serial killer <laughs> documentary from the perspective of the serial killer. <laughs> Pitch perfect, like yeah. exactly what Nicolette yeah. would want to watch. I just feel like, what is it, like – Eight months into this pregnancy, she's just like, oh, man, I, I don't know if I can do like some sort of co-parenting arrangement with these people. I don't – we don't share values. No, there's a chance I rushed into this. Yeah. She's trying to ditch them. And mad props to Therese, who's the only person who goes into bat for Nicolette when everyone is trying to police her body and yeah. saying, you've just had a fall, stay on the couch, don't do anything. She's like, well, no, I have to go check in on my business. My boss is here. My landlord's here. Um, and I want to have sex and that's fine <laughs> and I know my limitations. And Therese is like, can everyone just calm down with telling a woman what she can do yeah. with her body? David and I just came on too strong trying to make her take it easy. Yeah, well, she's carrying your baby. You're allowed to be protective. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I can understand her frustration if she's feeling like you're being overbearing. Yeah, but, I mean, aren't we allowed to make sure she's happy and safe? Yeah, of course, of course. But when you're pregnant, people tend to treat your body like it's communal property. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm in awe of her libido at 500 months pregnant. Yeah, she's had a very specific pregnancy journey. <laughs> but how about Chloe's response? Chloe was just like, oh, I don't really want to. <laughs> Can we just, <laughs> let's just cuddle. Yeah. What about Leo though? Leo's form. I love Leo. I've, yeah, I've, I've always loved Leo. You have? You're a Leo apologist? And, yeah, I, I feel like the best chemistry I've seen on Neighbours in a long time was between him and Chloe when they first um, were having an affair together. Yeah, that was great. But it is a bit weak. His excuses are really weak for keeping her around. He's the like, dimples. <laughs> <laughs> the dimples are strong. Yeah, he should just, Leo, just forget the excuses. Just say, hi, uh, would you look at my dimples? And that'll yeah, keep yeah. her there an extra half an hour. And little Hendrix, he's got his. Yeah, he's policing Chloe's body as yeah, well. Yeah, his antenna's gone up. Yes. It's kind of sweet that he's attached to his ex-stepmom in yeah. a familial way. Forget the fact that he used to have the horn for her. Don't yeah. worry about that. But he is worried that Leo is interfering in her personal life. But he's out of line. Like, that's your boss. And then he's yeah. like, what's your problem with Chloe, man? Oh, oh, well, spoiler alert, end of the week when he's like, when he's saying to Leo, look, you trying to, what was it, squirm? Was it squirm? Ooze. Trying to get oozing into Chloe's life. Oh, and then, oh, shocked Pikachu face. Oh, I've, I've been sacked. Classic next gen. I forgot what the special name for the next Entitled. generation is. Zennials, whatever they're called. Classic, like, rich kid, never had a job, mm. first job. And he's gets lippy with the boss, and by the end of the week, he's out on his ass. Yeah. He's taking home the free food, rearranging their schedule to make a picnic lunch, and then he's oh, suddenly but, shocked when he doesn't have a job. But Leo, 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 Hendrix is like a guy doing year thirteen and can cook a couple of things. He's not a restaurant level chef. He doesn't know how to. He can he can make one person one meal. He can do Gary's bliss balls. He can do a mad two minute noodle. He can pimp up a hash brown and he can do a seven-course degustation. Don't worry about what's in it. But also, what's their budget? They must really be cutting some corners if that's their chef. <laughs> I don't think he's cleaning the kitchen. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an elite winery, like five-star hotel. Uh, but if you want to have your wedding there, it's a food truck basically, yeah. which is fun, but they, it's not what Chloe's advertising. I swear I had these quiches from Costco. <laughs> Also, there's no reason why Hendrix, he's got a good relationship with Chloe. There's no reason he can't just go up to her and say, hey, getting weird vibes from Leo, yeah. what's the go? And just talk to her about it. Anyway, had a great time watching Chloe melt down 
like yes. by the end because she's trying to put on her happy face and then everyone's just grinding her gears and then finally Hendrix is like, oh, Chloe, what's wrong? She's like, everyone's got to leave me alone. <laughs> oh, man, I've, I've hit that point a few times this week. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, now obviously the seed of doubt. Uh, P- Fierce planted one seed. Leo's come along and watered it, the seed of doubt of her relationship to Nicolette, and she's fighting back to Leo saying, no, this is my relationship. I'm committed to it. Butt out. Oh, that seed of doubt, though. It's niggling, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. That's going to like, you know bother her until she realises, mm. oh, this was a terrible idea. Yeah, it's going to become a weed. And that's probably what makes Nicolette leave if they break up. Mm. She's going to be devastated. Mm. Did but you I see her face? I got a baby for you. Did you see her face when Chloe went to work and brought in the Darren squad? The, the colour drained from her face. Yeah, although it would though. It'd be, oh, imagine them turning up. Oh, okay, guys. The, the, I mean, the hot man who's very bland. <laughs> and he's very nice partner yeah play play school host partner yeah i'll get the uno deck now let's move over to patreon.com slash neighbors pod for a trimming little storyline we'll save just for patreon now obviously it's about about ned's fetish yes and obviously i'm saving some ned stuff for this pod ned and amy got to discuss that put a big spotlight on that but i want to talk about yes his lizard fetish what lizard fetish yes um and fifi his date with Fifi. So go to Patreon for that. Can we talk about the Quill group briefly to get it out of my system? Oh, Julie Quill, mate. Which we don't get to see. We get to see her offsider. No, I had to explain who she was to someone this week. I think it might have been Brett Bowman. Paul's real life wife. Yes. What, yeah, he's like, what, am I meant to know her? And I was like, well, yeah, it's Stefan's real wife. Yeah, so why? it's a shame she can't come back for a few more stints. Surely she's COVID safe. Yeah, she must bubble. be coming. Must be leading up to seeing. Ju- Actually, no. They said she was in prison. Oh, she's in the big house. That's a shame. So yeah. we have her assistant there. Man, what? There really does need to be a Goodwood spin-off. What is? Ha- yeah, there does. That. What a what a lineup. Julie, yeah. Nanny Alice, Madeline. Um, oh, Millsy's mum. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, what is this? Hotel Wars snooze fest is happening right now. I'd, I'd, look, my mind's just exploded. I, I can't even work it out because I feel reaching into the deep, dark recesses of my memory that the other pub was one in Port Melbourne or something like that or Albert Park. As in the Quill groups. Well, the other, I remember at the start of this storyline, oh, my God, there's another pub doing a beach theme. Or was it Coburg near us? No, no, no. It was like it was oh, somewhere kind of okay. nice. <laughs> but a long way from Erinsborough because I don't know, there's what, Four and a half, five million people in Melbourne. It, we can't all go to the one beach. No, we can't all go. To, we can't all go to Brighton as well to the actual yeah. beach. And people who live out near Ramsey Street ain't schlepping their asses into Port Melbourne no. to go to a, a beach theme pub. And as I've mentioned before, Urban Surf, the manufactured surf beach in Tullamarine, <laughs> with three little ducks restaurant, three blue ducks restaurant, mm. right next door, so you can watch the waves while you have brunch. Mm. Um, it's not a revolutionary concept no. to have an artificial beach and then serve booze at it yeah i just the thought of going to a place that has a sand floor <laughs> that isn't hot and isn't in thailand just makes me go no thanks does it remind you of lone star steakhouse when they had the peanuts like oh, the shell the, the peanut shells the floor, yeah then you get like crunch some, crunch oh, crunch the one in mini ponds no over here um taylor's lakes <laughs> or sydenham <laughs> great clientele for it lone star was like the aussie version of the outback steakhouse yes yeah yeah which is which, not Aussie are, at all. No, not Aussie at all. I think like, – I don't <laughs> even understand. So everything's really weird. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, look, we can agree we would never visit this bar. Oh, no, the one – Flamingo? Yeah. 
I mean, if I was at a hotel, if I had to be, say I had to, was booked at a conference and I had to stay at yeah. Lasseter's and I've already had a pub meal and I'm there for the long weekend and I've had my pub meal at Waterhole and I've had my um, sushi's bowl at Harold's, day three, I'm going to go have a cheeky margarita oh, at mate. Um, so Flamingo. Too, too good for the 82, are we? Uh, it's, well. What about I, grease monkeys? I, I don't want to eat where the kitchen is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Put a bit of distance between me and Call's kitchen. I don't want a handyman making my burgers. Oh, your bliss balls. <laughs> I'm steering clear of the 82. I'd rather go around to the Ken Den, see what Hendrix can whip me up ready, steady, cook style. <laughs> anyway, so someone in the Quill family has a beef with Paul, obviously. So her, looking up neighbour's soap opera fandom, her stepdaughter Shay Dang slash Quill, who has siblings Tom Quill and Archie Quill. T-Quizzle. T-Quizzle was the one that bought Aaron the fancy sneakers. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> yes. I'm sh- sad we don't get him back. I like him. Shay apparently worked as Terrage's PA, they said, for yes. a while. Hang on. T. Quizzle. So he must – this is how they've got Jesse on the hook because he's also part of the evil gay family. <laughs> of course, the other evil gay guy, T. Quizzle, mm. knows the new evil gay guy. And don't forget the most evil gay of them all currently is Nicolette. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, no, Millsy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and he's bi. So this is very flimsy. Jess, but Jesse must know T-Quizzle. Yeah. Well, oh, they must have dated as well yeah. or had a fling. So Here he is. Look at this, this picture of T-Quizzle. Yeah, he's beautiful. Now, <laughs> Jesse's a mole. This was quite surprising. Oh, is he a mole or what? <laughs> <laughs> he's a mole, mole and a half. <laughs> yes, like ass mole. Puberty yeah, bl- love it. Hashtag puberty blues. Um, it's revealed that. Not only is he hanging around Harlow to be her beard yeah. for um, secretly still dating Brent for oh, whatever reason. Come on. <laughs> yeah, roll it in. Roll it oh, in. Harlow, come on. Come on, pick up your game. Pick, a, pick up something. The saddest bitch in Aaron's just wants to love and be loved in return. He's been hanging around Paul an mm. unnecessary amount, wants to be mentored by him, and suddenly all of Roxy's ideas for the bar are being leaked and duplicated over at the Quill Group. Yeah, the short film festival. The Which, can't you just have your own ideas? What a snoozer. Like, it's 10 minutes to have a brainstorm sesh, blue sky yeah. meeting, or just Google hotel promotional ideas. Yeah, like, hey, maybe Quill Group, the, the, the secret to success is, is possibly not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Robinson's companies do. Right. Yeah. Look up what Roxy's doing and do the opposite of yeah. that. Do a long film festival, <laughs> a movie marathon. Yeah. So there's a leak and it's Jesse and which I guess he was playing, playing the village idiot this whole time so that no one would suspect him or is he yeah. a bit dim? I, I feel he still is a bit dim but because you can't, you can't be playing that dumb for that yeah. long, surely. He's leaning into it. Anyway. The stakes could not be lower. Do I care at all? No, <laughs> no, no. Let's move I mean, on. It, it was great to see Shay Shay Quizzle back. Yeah, great. I was. It was just a struggle because I already didn't care about Levi's goons, and then to oh, just don't, don't talk about Levi's goons. I did a deep dive into Levi's goons right, this week. Hit me with it. Okay, the umbilical brothers. <laughs> Hang on, the scared me, weird little guys. Let me find where I was. Okay, Mitch and Nelson. If I have to hear the words Mitch and Nelson, it reminds me of like that dessert bar, Smith and Daughters, <laughs> the vegan one. 
Mitch. Well, I mean, obviously we've oh, discussed this before. Mitch, Mitch Travis from Playing for Keeps. Yeah. And Nathan Paco was the, the guy who's going to be the head, like the head of their gang, goon who's going to la- lag on the, the goons. Yeah. Well, he already did because he came in and wrote his apology letter to yeah. Levi. He was um, Olympia's boyfriend for ha- yes. for a while on Playing for Keeps. Okay. So yeah, obviously we know Mitch from that, and also he was in Offspring as well. Or is he Nelson? No, that's Mitch. Okay, that's Mitch. Mitch. Because Nelson, I was looking at his name. The weedy little redhead. Yeah, and I was like, was he in Playing for Keeps too? Because I would just love this crossover. That they're all just on Playing for Keeps, they're footballers and on Neighbours, yeah, they're and, a and bunch of losers from Frangers. And their matches all got shut down because of COVID, so they've had to turn to the life of crime. Yeah. Well, when I saw his name, Reese Mitchell, I'm like, I know who that is. That's Mark Mitchell's son. What? Who and I remember when he first appeared on TV as a baby. No. Okay, we've got a side note. We better explain who Mark okay. Mitchell is. Long time character actor in Australia, sketch yep. comedy performer. Um, first kind of became famous on a show called The Comedy Company, where he played a character that was, yeah, look, didn't date too well, really. But gosh, I ate it up as like a six year old kid. <laughs> I. I loved the comedy company. I was like yeah. literally five or six. Yeah. A sketch show. It was the first show I ever remember getting axed. And yes. so I was like, okay, mum, let's put on the comedy company. She's like, it's been axed. And I was like, what do you mean? It's kind of funny that we were making jokes about the word mole before because yeah. that was that was used quite frequently on the yeah. show. But no, no. So Mark Mitchell's character was Con the Fruiterer. With his daughters. Tula Vula Rula Sula and Agapi. <laughs> Then later on, oh, because he's a couple wife, of days, he's, beautiful. <laughs> he had a wife, Marika. Oh, Marika, and he played her as he well. He played Marika yeah. like already. Already, this like, well, overweight, redhead man is already like slicked up, didn't, done a bit of black hair. Yeah. And and squiggled on. I'm going to drop in a bit of Cut My Fruiter. Yeah. I, I can't do him oh, justice. Come on, a couple of, couple of days, beautiful. Here he is for you, beautiful. Love regrets. No, beautiful. Couple of eyes. He want to be an actor. He should come here and be a neighbor. He look a bit like the boy in the neighbor. You know what's his name? Uh, Jason. Ha <laughs> ha. It's a good Greek name, Jason. <laughs> At least we've got an outro song. <laughs> Do you have a song? Oh, passion. Look, there's not much room in my brain left. What? what? It's it's essentially that couple of days, couple of days. Wow. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> He had a song. He had a hit single, as did Kylie Mole. Yeah, I don't know about hit. Well, it was. Um, anyway, anyway, Marika, finally, after he had his, like, myriad of daughters, mm. um, he went on to have, like, twin sons on the show and little Reese Mitchell no. was was on the show because I, I remember this from, like, the TV Weeks and New Ideas at the time, photos of him, and they'd actually, this little Ranger baby, they they got out the like the 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 boot polish for his hair <laughs> oh, and like no. squiggled on moustaches <laughs> like he was a baby con the fruiter. I actually have vague memories of yes. this moustache. That yes. was him. Oh my god, he'd be wrapped. We we re- found his back catalogue. But also, also, I'm like, I feel like I know him from something else, and I'm like, of course. Let me I guess. Is- was was he one of the Bronsons on Round the Twist? Oh no, no, but the, Mark no. Mitchell was Mr. Gribble at yeah, some stage on yeah. Round the Twist. No, this is like. What's the – I'm so excited about this. Upper Middle Bogan. He was the son on Upper Middle Bogan. Oh. Which is set in this very suburb we're in right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Amazing. And stars Annie Maynard, who plays Travis's wife on Playing for Keeps. Oh, my God. Because I was going to go, what's our neighbour's connection from Upper yes. Middle Bogan? Yes. This wasn't that one. Annie Maynard. Oh, it's – um, Who plays Reese Mitchell's sister? 
in Upper Middle Bogan, Michaela Bannis. McLibby. Exactly. Phoebe. Phoebe. <laughs> Fake Libby. Stand in Libby. What a journey. Hey, um, was that deep dive worth it or not? Yeah, that was a good mm. one, Kate. Well done. I do. I, it begs the question, though, would you be threatened by him if you came across him in a dark alley? I don't get this whole thing, right, where they're all, like, taunting Levi. Um, they, they're the ones who beat up a literal child. Literal child when they were teenagers. a buff, angry adult. Who only who, eats keto, no alcohol. He also carries a gun for a living. Yeah. I would just be like, I'm going to avoid the angry cop right now because this guy could just put handcuffs on me and beat the living shit out of me. So I pulled up at a cafe the other day. Uh, it's right near a police station. A car pulled up behind me and some plainclothes officers, I imagine they were plainclothes officers, got out of the car. They had, well, I could see their gun holsters. Mm, I could see, you know, yeah. it's always a bit unnerving yeah, yeah. when you can see a gun. Yeah, because UK listeners, Australian cops do carry guns. Yeah. It just gave me a little jolt. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Even though, very unusual. Like, I was carrying my baby, I was going to have a baby chino in the middle of the day, like I was not in any position to be scared of the cops, but it made me do a little double take. So I can't imagine these goons would be still threatening yeah. Levi. Especially that tiny, scrawny, redhead one. Yeah. I'm sure that there are really tough little redheads out there. That's it. Just this one did not sell it for me. Levi is very wholesome for a cop, don't you think? Yeah, he's very play, play uh, I was to say paint by numbers. Yeah, paint by numbers, by mm. the book. I, I believe him more as a former father. Yeah. Whereas Yashvi is so believable as a cop. Yeah, yeah. I totally buy her, like, doing surveillance after hours. Yeah, she's reckless. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a harsh indictment. But, yeah, she also believes the worst of people, which I don't think Levi does. <laughs> which, as a cop, is – Yeah. I mean, you've got to be balanced, but it's yeah, good no, to – Yeah, no, I think it's there's a room for suspicion, have isn't you, there? Have you got to have your gut instinct? Yeah. Now, I stopped caring why they were in pursuit of Mitch and Nelson. I got to the point – I started getting twitchy every time they said Mitch and Nelson. I think because so often on Neighbours there's an actual gang with a last name, like the Zantux or the oh, the, the Renshaws or the <laughs> – <laughs> oh, no, the Renshaws. So I think they were trying to avoid. That's a hell of a lot of crime families yeah, connected that, to that street. Whereas I think on Home and Away you can just always have another river boy come in. Yeah. But on Neighbours you've just got to keep rebranding the different gangs. Hang on. Can you explain to me the river boys? Do they canoe or something? <laughs> no, I think they just come from like the other side of the river or like Yabby Creek or something. Not Yabby Creek because that's la da But they just come from like what are the real what are the real gang people that started like race riots in Sydney and stuff? Oh, the Bra Boys. Yeah, it's based yeah, on yeah, that. Sounds, Why are they called that? Because they're from a place called Maroubra. There you go. It's a play. It was a play on the region. So it's like the something <laughs> river. I don't know. The Cockatoo River. <laughs> so are they racists too? Probably. No. Okay, probably. Right. Well, no, yeah. they're just thugs. They've just got tattoos and muscles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And nice. they're edgy. I don't know. I don't watch Home and Away. I watch Neighbours. What was our joke? We had the, the Lasseter's Lakes lads. Yeah, that's my favourite. <laughs> like, I wish if they'd had that, then they wouldn't have to brand these gangs. They could just go, oh, another branch of the yeah, Lasseter's yeah. Lakes lads rolled up. Anyway, so that's why, they're, yeah. that's why their first names, they're Mitch and Nelson, Mitch and Nelson. And I'm like, if you say Mitch and Nelson one more time, what would it be, if Paco, Paco was still with them, what would you have to call them? Paco, Mitch and Nelson? Yeah, it's well, a mouthful. Imagine if Hongo was in on this too. <laughs> and, yeah, they're the Frankston that, the, that's they right. should call them the Frankston Fraternity. 100%. Oh, no, they're from Hastings. Um, Mitch. Hang on, these guys are from Hastings. Yeah, Hast- oh, wow. Now I've got it. Hastings yeah. honchos. My my brother works in Hastings. Oh. And I remember when I was in high school, we went down to, to visit his work. Dad picked me up from school and around lunchtime and we went down there and I'd never seen 
so many pregnant teenagers and, <laughs> um, like 12 year old boys and girls walking around holding hands with romantic purposes wow and i was like Oof. <laughs> starting young <laughs> well these are the guys that were beating up nine-year-olds okay yeah no, i mean that's hey look they're probably worried he was gonna steal their girlfriend <laughs> it's a tangled web they weave but somehow sheila has got find my phone or whatever oh, and is tracking. Which i love you know what i call it find my husband yeah <laughs> She's got Find My Grandson installed yeah. and she tracks Levi to mm. a level crossing date. <gasps> yes, which didn't have a boom gate. Didn't it? No. Which, so that's where I'm like, this is odd because they've phased out most of the ones. that You mm. used to see them as kids, like out in country areas, lines that weren't very busy and okay. roads that weren't very busy. So I can only assume that somewhere near Hersey it, Street. It gave me the vibes where they, they were out near where the hot air balloon crashed. That's right. the feel. Yeah. That's the general because I was getting like antsy watching them there because I'm like, oh, my God, someone's totally going to run this and oh. then, then the other car's going to get hit by a train. Well, I thought someone was going to get hit by a train. I thought yeah. this is going to go dark real imagine fast. That, imagine that. That would be an expensive start. We get <laughs> And because they'd been planting the toy trains all week, that would have been a bit of poetic yes. justice. Can you explain the stunt, which was amazing? What's, what's my rule about neighbours and getting into cars on neighbours? Um, don't. <laughs> no, no. Don't the shit of the car. Don't get into an old car, yeah. neighbours. Whose car are they actually driving? Levi and, or Vivi? Who are they? Yeah, Vivi, I don't know. It wasn't like, a cop car. I feel like Dr. Carl drives a, a car from the same oh, era. He'd be cut. Yeah, it's it's a BA um, Ford Falcon. I guess it must be one of theirs. Yeah. Or just an old, does the station have, when you're incognito, what's the word? When you're undercover, do they have fake cars you can just drive around? Maybe it's one of them. It depends. Not, are, they, are they time travellers from 2004? I'm not lying. I didn't pay a, a jot of attention. Why would the cops own a car that is 17 years old? Well, if you're being – if you're deep UC, you want to blend into your surrounds. If you want to go out in Hastings, you want to dress yeah. the part. You want to jump into an old car. Um. Anyway, so they're, they're driving along a, what, a very – skinny country road mm-hmm. and then also driving on the wrong side of the road and I don't know what and the end game was. This, they one, were tailing Mitch and Nelson. Who hashtag. were in a van. Vans, you know, vans may go fast, but they don't go around corners too well. And then somehow Sheila's inserted herself into this narrative. She's all in the she's up in the Find My Grandson app and, and she's coming from the other direction. Vivi are deciding to kind of overtake the van. And then Sheila comes along and it's only it's a very skinny road. And Sheila just like decides to pull a move to block the van, which was excellent stunt driving on her part. <laughs> and somehow Vivi have launched their car off the back of Sheila's and it's landed on its roof. Looked amazing. Yeah, Yashvi is suspended upside down in this car by her seatbelt. Sick stunt. And apparently um, on Instagram they said she had to be like upside down all day. <laughs> just, yeah. just hanging around. Full okay. house reference. Just say you've come across a car accident mm. and um, Yashvi is upside down in the car seat. Would you say, look, we'll, we'll just – I'll keep you here until the ambos get here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Would you go, oh, let me just manhandle no. you out of there? Yes. No. Rule number one of finding someone who's been injured, you don't like, move the body. Yeah. You don't move the patient. Unless in first aid, unless – well, you've got to first check out whether you're in danger or if they're in danger. Unless they're lying on top of the drill you need to drill into their brain. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, my God. And then afterwards, it, she and Sheila are sitting, like, leaning against yeah, the car. And I'm like, how about, why don't we just, like, put her in the recovery position? Is that, is that too much to ask? Just chilling. How did she get right side up without breaking even more bones? I don't that know. was worrying. Surely cops have to do, like, first aid. 
And a moment for Sheila's performance when the, the crash has happened, she gets out of the car, sees Yashvi's car, Yashvi and Levi's yeah. car upside down. And I love the choice she made of that slow walk because yeah. your gut instinct would be to run, to kind yeah, of run to the scene. She'd be feeling sick on the inside. Yeah, she yeah. was stunned. She thought, shit, I've killed my grandson and his friend. Yeah. And she like was wobbling and going so slowly. And that was a really dramatic choice. Yeah. I really felt that. And also behind the scenes, Colette had managed to smack her face oh, yeah. on some scaffold. Before the stunt. <laughs> yeah. And so she had like horrendous like black eye mm. and that, that was all covered up very yeah. well. Okay, you know what's weird about this, right? It's the goons get out to look at this rather than going, oh, shit, okay, swerve around yeah. and go. Because like, sick stunt, guys. <laughs> How'd you do it? <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Catch you outside. Um, so I don't know. I think Levi went off to pursue them or something. I don't care. But wait. Oh, yeah, they, they ran into the bush. Never then, to be seen again. Yeah. Oh, look, what a shame there was an old Watson mine out there. <laughs> Levi disappears and we're led to believe, I don't know, he went and I don't know. Well, roughed him up. So that the Nelson lags behind, obviously not as fit. <laughs> and because he's got little legs. He's <laughs> little scrawny legs. Anyway, and then he decides he's going to like jump out from behind a tree at Levi, which was probably <laughs> classic manoeuvre. Yeah. So they teach you at cop school, watch out for those trees. Yeah, because, you know, there's power in, in numbers as well. <laughs> anyway, so Whenever Levi, you play Lantern Stalk, you've yeah. got to hide behind a tree. Levi jumped him and put, like, some cable tie handcuffs on and then he found the other guy and cuffed him too, which, yeah, like, that's amazing. That's the best police but, work we've seen But all then year. there was some, like, lost time where we don't see where yeah. Leo goes and he's in, he's in a brooding mood about it and I didn't care. But what I did enjoy was back at the hospital – which welcome back to our screens hospital with a bit of a zhuzh, like a bit of different angles, different lighting. Um, I, th- I felt more real to me as a hospital. Mm. Like Yashvi's hospital room felt like a real hospital room. I was having fun with Yashvi just really enjoying that she'd been in a f- proper stunt, like telling Ned, mm. I was in a car that rolled. <laughs> Can you believe I was in a car that flipped? Yeah, yeah, please do not let that happen again. Oh, yeah, because Ned turned up straight away. Yeah, which was good of him like that's yeah. your recent ex you want to go check they're okay yeah and like she's i mean when was toad wasn't there i mean that's he's her uncle and he's always child wrangling so yeah. he got there eventually um because he's also going to represent sheila who decides to come forward to the police station because years ago she something something i can't even remember what did she do she, she like oh god she was meant to be looking after Levi and she didn't. And then, the, oh, Kyle was embroiled in, Kyle was embroiled in that gang. And Kyle was embroiled <laughs> in the Hastings. <laughs> the Hastings honchos. So she was covering up for them stealing and didn't report them. And they were. Uh, they stole like what, a shipment of toy trains or yeah, something? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, oh, yeah but I mean, hang on. So in the back of this van, what was it? It was like pharmaceuticals or something? I don't know. T- old TVs. Oh, I couldn't begin to care. I don't know. Look, it's it, it, yeah, they can't all be winners and this one wasn't a winner for me. I it, mean, I, I'm sad we're not getting more goon action out of this because they're two good actors at least. But I just could not, every time someone was scared of them, I'm like, why are you scared of these very charming looking goons? I oh, know, the ranger. I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll see you down Russell Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, chasing. Do you want to piggyback? Because you and me, Kate, we'd be like twice his size. It's just bump into him. <laughs> so then we have Yashvi's hospital room. Ah, uh, yes. And who walks in? Oh, oh my Dippy. Mum, mum's back. Dippy has had her highlights done. Mama's back. Great. 
looks great for someone who has hopped on a plane with not a moment's notice. Oh, my God. And um, Deepika Rebecca, can I point out that you're coming from a red zone to Melbourne? Yes. Oh, pertinent. I just had a little jaunt in Sydney. Uh, Lucky to be back there. (laughs) Yeah, I was extremely lucky. It was a very narrow window that I somehow slotted myself into so that my son could spend time with his father, who was interstate for work. And I was in a green zone, which was fine. But by the time I had left, it was upgraded to an orange zone. So I had to like test and isolate. And then my friend who flew down two days later, Joe, had to self-quarantine for 14 days because yeah. they upgraded it to a red zone. That's a red zone life. Oh, so um, and so I did actually. I was living the neighbour's life. I very nearly booked a flight day off. I was, mm. I was really excited. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be like neighbours. I'll just book it tomorrow. I thought, no, I better do it a day out. But I did book a flight the day before and flew the next day mm. and I felt very Erin Sparrow. So Dippy hopped on the next flight out of Sydney yeah, rat running, mate. She's come to a place where we've got freedoms down here. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, like finally, well, Victoria. Finally, we're the ones with the freedoms. All that lockdown practice and we've come out on top in this country. She has packed all of her puffy-sleeved tops. She's yeah. like, quick, what am I going to take to Melbourne? All my short sleeves. <laughs> Four seasons in one day. I'll just, just make sure I've got the, the iron at toadies. Yeah, all spring seasons in my bag. Mm. And presumptuous, I'll just stay in my daughter's bed. Okay, someone's going to. Well, make- I mean, she's in hospital, okay. so <laughs> someone's going to make that bed up. Um, what? She's going to go and sleep in the old bonk room at Lassiter's? <laughs> yeah, memories. Oh, she-, she only just missed Pierce by a couple of weeks. Yes, what a shame. Oh, they could have rekindled something. Yeah. So instead, now she's all caught up with Puffy's sleep apnea machine. Ain't nothing sexier. <laughs> oh man, imagine, imagine lying next to that, just going. <laughs> the drone of it and going I used to I used to screw a millionaire <laughs> remember no, when I had look no be- shade against a sleep apnea machine there's one in my bedroom no, she's going, what about what, what was it the best duck in town oh the best duck Lassiter's room service yes the best duck in town <laughs> she got a good ducking and she is all judgier than thou isn't she straight on in we'll get to what she walks in on but she's like oh man my what, why is Amy here, my my husband's lover? Extremely judgy for a relationship that included two single parties. Yes. Uh, Amy Amy was no homewrecker here. No. And, in fact, yeah, Dippy kicked that home in all on her yeah. own with a little help. She from left the, the home. Yeah. So cool your jets there. Or oh, as Amy said, calm your farm. You, first my <clears throat> husband and now my daughter's boyfriend. Can't you find another pool to swim in? And you... <laughs> You're even worse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What you just walked in on, I mean, it's frankly none of your business. Um, But we don't even know what it is yet, so just calm the farm. And the next relationship she's judging is also involving two single parties. Look, that said, I'd have an issue (laughs) with the second one. So Dippy comes in on Ned consoling Yashvi. And she's like, oh, okay, is this what's going on here? I know you guys are broken up, but, you know. Anyway, she's just a bit quiet about it, but she's processed it. Mm. And then later on, and then, well, then she finds out that he's living in her old house, in her (laughs) old bedroom. Yashvi breaking that to her was classic. Yeah. And then out on the the back veranda. Puffy's back patio. Yeah. I mean, look, it was built for romance and romance it's given. (gasps) The sexiest passion, recent memory. <gasps> the build-up to this was great because there was mutual flirtation and then but Amy was still second guessing herself and tripping all over mm. herself and like, I don't know if he's flirting with me, I don't know who's taking his shirt off, what do I do? I have a crush on him. 
He's delicious. And it's not like I want anything serious, so what's the harm, right? What's Ned's take on this? He's so flirty. But I can't tell whether he's actually interested or not. And then she straight up said to him, I'm your boss and I keep wanting to jump your bones and I'm sorry, I'm being inappropriate. And Ned's reaction was like, oh, okay. Do green, you? green light? Yeah, well, <laughs> sounds good and sounds good to me. <laughs> so they have an amazing makeout moment interrupted by Amy's ex's wife. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and Ned's ex mother in law, almost mother in law, yeah. <laughs> Which we wish were two different people, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. If I was Dippy, I'd be like, nah, nah you are cancelled. <laughs> it's icky. She doesn't yeah. have a leg to stand on in any other aspect, well, except for the fact that he'd just been in hospital that day, like being very intimate with her, her daughter. I thought he was just being very considerate, like it my. Was- Recent long-term girlfriend was injured. I'm going to go check on her. Yeah, but still, nah. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> he's Look, he's just going where the day takes him. He's got no long-term goals at the moment, anyway, Ned. I say Dippy's right to be um, judgy of the whole Ned-Amy situation. This is like Reddit, am I the asshole? <laughs> <laughs> am I the asshole for walking in on my husband's ex-girlfriend kissing my daughter's ex-boyfriend? My God. We, maybe we need like a... Neighbours Reddit account to post like neighbours <laughs> scenarios yes. to Am I the Arsehole? Yes. <laughs> then tensions are high. Dippy has a go at Amy. Amy's seething and says to Ned, look, this was meant to be a bit of fun. Now everyone's out to get me. Killed the mood. And Ned's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can get the mood back up, mate. Like, <laughs> he's, he's dead set, Willis. We are ready to roll. What mm. do you need? Ned Willis here <laughs> for you. And Amy's like, this got complicated. Um. And then beautiful Melanie wants mm. to get Amy and Dippy. Melanie back on and the- Mackenzie. Yeah, well, it's mainly Melanie because she's got yeah. a big good heart. What was the deal with that? She why, just thought, why, why are they buddies? I can't even remember them who? knowing each other. Dippy and Melanie the well, first time around. I they didn't. I just read it as maybe they passed each other briefly, but I just read it as. But did Dippy meet uh, um, Melanie when she first appeared? Remember when we heard the echoes of. Melanie's honking laughter? Possibly. But the way I read it was this is a woman who's dating her brother-in-law. Right. So they've like maybe made friends on socials mm. and, you know, had a few chats. And so now – do you remember when Madison Robinson came to town and she and Piper were already pals because they were already Instagram friends? Mm. Deep cut. <laughs> but um, that's how I read it, that yeah. they were already friendly with each other. And Melanie's like, well, Dippy's great, Amy's ace – why don't they be buddies and I will make this happen with empanadas and chats? <laughs> and it backfires. Yeah. Because snoring, like they bond over the fact that Puffy snores. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Dippy's talking about the CPAP. And then Amy's are like, oh, yeah, that was a killer. <laughs> I actually didn't realize Amy and Puffy had gone that far because we. They got it coitus interruptus a few times. Obviously, they they they, they got to completion and then sleep <laughs> at some point. They, they someone tried, slept. They, they did. To, they did sleep together. Yeah, they tried to do it at the hive a few times and got foiled because nothing in the place mm. has working doors. Um, but anyway, nice to know they got some got some action in. They spent the night together. Did that storyline wrap up? Not really. And then Dippy sort of says to Yash, "We will come and have some recovery time in Sydney." Yeah, sounds good. So Yashvi will be locked down there for weeks. Yeah, I mean, good luck. <laughs> Yashvi's like, damn it, so close to being allowed to go outside. How's that um, classically hot person privilege, though, of just saying to your crush, you're hot, 
and I want to jump you and have the other person. This is like something that would happen at Lone Star Steakhouse and have the other person going, yep, all right. <laughs> like I, I That thought, is a good strike rate. I thought you were going to go down the Jesse storyline of, of you know, being so hot that someone's grandpa <laughs> sets you up with their granddaughter. <laughs> and that you think the grandpa is hitting on you at first. How, how do more people not know that he's gay? I mean, not everyone's out and proud. Like, not everyone wears it but on their sleeve. Not everyone's an IKEA couch. Yep. <laughs> but his boyfriend, maybe I don't know, casual sexual partner. He's well, also in Erinsborough as well. Well, actually, that's what brings down Harlow's plan this week. Yes. Roxy spots Curtis Perkins, um, and Jesse canoodling in the bushes, yeah. and. They didn't think to Harlow didn't think to say, "Hey, when you hang out with your gentleman callers, can you go do it in Anson's Corner or something?" No, yeah. they did it at the lake, and so Roxy thinks he's a scumbag because he's doing the dirty on Harlow, and also Mackenzie didn't find out that Harlow has this new quote unquote boyfriend, which that was that I, that stung. I felt that sting. Yeah, when she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you had new, a new guy," and but I guess in Harlow's mind, it's like it's a sham anyway. I'm not going to be telling heaps of people about this. So you got to tell at least your bestie, so she doesn't think you're withholding good goss. They're not besties anymore. They're calling they... each other besties. They're hanging on to that label. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> no, look, Harlow, have some self-respect. Cut all these toxic people out of your life. <laughs> she's she's dating your ex-boyfriend. Mm. Shall we, well, this is feels good vibes for citizen or citizen. I'm going to say, oh, look, I almost backed it up and gave Leo citizen twice because of him meddling. But those dimples. Um, but I'm giving him a reprieve just because mm. I think last week's citizen was a nice, good, solid one. This week's citizen is just a little moment to rage earned it where she stood up for Nicolette's body. <laughs> Nicolette's okay. body, Nicolette's choice. Thank you to rage. Kate. So I, want to, I feel like I kind of want to give Nicolette Shittison, but oh. I don't have strong grounds for it just it's apart from her being annoying. Just the fact that she wanted to sit on the couch all day and stop her girlfriend from going to work. Do we have an ambivalent citizen? Maybe. <laughs> I mentioned in the last pod, Kate, but when I was that pregnant, I, was, I don't know about you, but I was quite happy, maybe not with your second because you had to parent your first, yeah, but with your first at that level of pregnancy, you, would you have been quite happy to chill on the couch with Snacks and movies on your own? I would have. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Li- living the dream. Yeah. But also I couldn't lie on my back like she does. <laughs> I couldn't do that for like months. You had to like lie on your side yeah. so your baby's not compressing all your organs and your vena cava. I mean, the baby actually weighs down on the major artery or whatever it is that all the, the blood from the back from your feet upwards returns to your heart so if the baby's pressing on that you start to get faint because like all the blood starts pulling in your legs which is probably what ends up leading to her taking a tumble in the middle of a winery yeah okay so you don't have any strong feelings what about the stunt the goons the stunt was good i did love look i love the goons um oh look maybe maybe i will give a citizen then to sheila canning for um creating like the most spectacular setup to a car crash ever. <laughs> Involving the Find My Grandson. I feel like sent her to the, like, the Extreme Games or something. That was great. Yeah. And the fact that she thought, because at one point Mitchell Nelson says to Vivi, I'm, I'm turning myself in. I want to help you guys out with your investigation. Mm. I'm turning on my mate. And Sheila's like, no, he's the ringleader. <laughs> he didn't turn. And she at one point thought her telling them off 
instigated all yeah, this. Had, oh, my God. We missed the worst storyline this week. Did we? Yeah, because it was terrible. Um, Toad and Coil with the bloody cameras. Okay. I legitimately missed this. I think my brain was like, I, I don't have room for this. I've dealt with your goons. I've dealt with your quills. Toad, Toad I do not have the bandwidth for the Neighbourhood Watch scheme. That was terrible, wasn't it? And then they're trying to put like um wireless cameras up all around on the, the street and then, yeah, then like they were too sensitive and a pigeon set it off and gas can strikes again. I did, um when they mentioned the video doorbells, I mean this did remind me a lot of um my local suburbs Facebook group because really all it is is this got stolen off my front doorstep. Yeah. Who saw this car? Who saw this person with the dog? Like it's crime what crime stoppers yeah. on my Facebook page. Yeah, God. And Toadie, he's now a part-time gardener over at the nursery. Oh yeah, that was weird, isn't it? Like just hire a manager and employees for Sonia's or nursery. You're a, a- you're a lawyer, mate. Oh, when when Toad was offering hot takes on how how long the goons would get in prison, and I was like, and he's all like, oh, they could be you know, could, could be going away for a long time, and I'm like, what are you going to represent them, Jared? <laughs> well, thanks, Kate. We'll be back next week. Oh, I'm going to Warnable this weekend for how long? Couple of days. Couple of days. Yes. Oh, perfect setup yes! with that one. I'm pumping the air. <laughs> Beautiful. So um, I'll stop by Angie's Roadhouse and check, every- check everything's yeah, yeah, in order. And, um, yeah, just drop in on um, Gemfish and yeah. Georgia down in Timboon. Great. Kate is? I'm at Remude on Twitter. We are Neighbours Pod on Twitter and Neighbours Council on Facebook and Neighbours Pod on Patreon. We'll chat to you guys next week. Stay safe. Bye. We'll have a listen to the people want this, people want that. <laughs> Every other bloody thing. You know, mate. They want a fast car to drive all the pretty girls. But me, I just like to sing. I don't need the compute, cause I got me fruit. It's fresh every single day. And when you buy him, if it's not quite right, this is what I.